0: These consequences are not uh, inherent no matter what happens. If you change your behavior, mm. you can always avert these kinds of things. Mm. Um, but if they don't, then these things are inevitable. So World War Three is a major topic these days. And uh, one aspect of it is how it's talked about in religious prophecy, or rather how religious people say it's talked about in prophecy. Yeah. Uh, there are many mentions in uh, the Old Testament, in the Book of John, in um, the Quran and the Hadith of Islam, uh, about a, a major worldwide calamity which is all-absorbing and which is totally devastating. Hmm. And a lot of this has been spoken about, both in um, the Bible and the Quran, as Gog and Magog. And Gog and Magog are the, uh, these two, well, the, the two statues here are called Gog and Magog. They're uh, situated somewhere in the City of London. Hmm. Um, City of London always doing its best to dissociate itself from um, infamous imagery. <laughs> and
1: conspiracy theories. Make sure no one thinks they're global <laughs> villains. Um,
0: so Gog and Magog were originally, as I understand, basically, essentially two sets of tribes, two tribes yeah. that um, were invading um, at the time of uh, Prophet Cyrus, yes. the great emperor, and, and, and then Prophet Cyrus. Yeah. Um, but they have been spoken about in form of prophecy. Yes. So we have a particular interpretation of that as Muslims and as Ahmadi Muslims. Mm. Uh, which I think is is very interesting. And a lot of Muslims Mm. will probably be asking themselves when they've read the Quran, who are Gog and Magog? What does this really mean? Yeah. Um, So let's have a quick look at some of the verses in which Gog and Magog has been spoken about. So you want to read them out?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, So this is chapter uh, 21, verses about 95, 96 uh, onwards to verse 100. It is ordained for every township which we have destroyed that its dwellers shall not return to this life. When Gog and Magog are let loose and they spread out leaping across every barrier of land and sea, and the true promise of Allah draws nigh, the eyes of those who disbelieved will stare fixedly and they will exclaim, woe unto us, we were indeed heedless of this. Nay, we were wrongdoers. They will be told, surely you and that which you worship beside Allah are destined to be the fuel of hell. You will also enter therein.
0: And then the next verse that we have is (coughs) um, uh, from chapter 18. Where it says, Othul Garnain the historical person of that, was, that was to be Cyrus. Um, but we believe that's another interpretation in this age, which we can maybe mention. Othul garnain verily Gog and Magog are creating disorder in the earth. Shall we then pray, pay thee tribute on condition that thou set up a barrier between us and them? So uh, if you put these verses together, and there are one or two other mentions in the Quran as well, you have this idea of these, these two powers that are let loose across the world and that are causing great disorder. Um, and that ultimately will land in a very um, difficult situation for themselves to say the least Mm. Um, so we can find more detail about this in uh, the book of Ezekiel in the old testament so let's have a quick look at some of the relevant passages of the grand prophecy of Ezekiel interestingly
1: uh, enumerated in the economic system of Islam yeah Uh, and people might be wondering what on earth connection does Gog and Magog have to the economic system of Islam and if you want to know that You need to read the book. (laughs) Um, But it's a very deep and abiding connection. Um, But this is Ezekiel chapter 38. uh, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Mesec, and and prophesy against him. And say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Mesec and Tubal and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armour, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Mm. And it goes on. It's much longer than that. That's just the introduction of it. And this is continued in um, chapter
0: 39, the next chapter in Ezekiel, where it reads, Therefore thou, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshesh and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee and will cause thee to come up from the north parts and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel and I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand and cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. And it continues. And uh, essentially the, the main import here is that God sets himself up against Gog and um, that he greatly diminishes the kingdom of Gog. Uh, and Gog, if you read the rest of the, um, of the prophecy, is a particularly kind of
1: colonial force. Uh, that really overcomes great lands. Um, the key the key point here is actually the fourth part, hmm. the fourth statement. It says, Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel, thou, and all thy bands and the people that is with thee. Ah, uh, yes. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. The key point here is that God is saying that I am against Gog because he is against the people of Israel. Hmm. Okay. Now, Jewish people will think, oh, that's us. Hmm. No, no, no. That's not how prophecy works. You know, names uh, transmute uh, not in accordance with the literal meaning of them, but in accordance with the essential characteristics of the group. Okay. So whoever bears the essential characteristics of the group when that prophecy was made, Hmm. it is they who are referenced in a later age. Hmm. We can come back to that. Well, no,
0: I mean, I think let's (coughs) talk about that now. Hmm. Let's talk about what does this Hmm. mean? Who are Gog? Who are Magog? Actually, well, let's go to the next one, then we'll talk about it. So the next one is, uh, is the next set of verses. God says, and I will send a fire on Magog and among them that dare dwell carelessly in the isles, (laughs) and they shall know that I am the Lord. (laughs) So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel. I will not let them pollute my holy name anymore, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. So, okay, we have a few different elements here. Let's bring it together. We have Gog, who is the chief prince of Meshesh and Tubal. We have Magog, right? And we have Israel. And Gog. God says he is against Gog in particular, the whole prophecy but practically is about. God will, Mag- take care of God. God will take care of Gog. You don't need to worry about him. <laughs> Magog, he will send a fire on them. It's almost almost an aside in a way. Yes. That a fire will be sent upon Magog. And
1: Gog will be against Israel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what does this mean? Well let's go to the next I think it might be the next one where the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has given the essential So keep going. Actually keep going, keep this going. This is the second caliph. This is the second caliph, but go go to the next one. There we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a fantastic insight which actually solves the riddle hmm. completely. So the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, um, his, uh, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, hmm. who is the promised Messiah, the Imam Mahdi, um, awaited by Muslims the world over, um, he explained who Gog and Magog are in a single paragraph hmm. like that. And he did it in a profound way. He writes in Lecture Si'alkot, lecture, um, he writes Yajuj and Majuj so that's the Arabic terms for Gog and Magog and that's the, those are the words used in the Quran mm-hmm. the Quran doesn't say Gog and Magog it says Yajuj and Majuj mm. it says Yajuj and Majuj are two peoples who have been mentioned in earlier scriptures the reason why they are so called is that they make extensive use of Ajij mm. fire and would reign supreme on earth and dominate every height at the same time a great change will be ordained from heaven and will usher in days of peace and amity Okay. So this is an extraordinary statement because this gives the key that it is the civilization of fire hmm. that is being referred to here. And the civilization of fire is what? It is the modern day civilization, particularly the two economic systems which have dominated the world for the last 150 to 200 years, which is communism and capitalism. Hmm. So communism is Gog. The reason we know that is because God in Ezekiel identifies this very clearly. God, his chief princes are who? Mesek and Tubal. Hmm. What are the two ch- uh, princely princely cities of the communist era? Well, should we should we have a look at how the second caliph spoke about this? So yeah, that's that'll um, explain it nicely. To so go back, so this is from a series of articles published in a book called Communism and uh, a series of articles called Communism, and Democracy. They were published in the earliest muslim english periodical in the united states called the muslim sunrise and
0: this is published around 1950s this is
1: like 1950s yeah so it's really early Hmm. and he explains who gog and magog are especially gog what a great and wonderful prophecy is this what enhances its greatness is the fact that it was made at a time when let alone the present powerful russia no trace was to be found of a power of this description in the world in this prophecy russia has been declared to be the king of moscow meshek and tubal Tubal was an Asiatic town after which a town named Tobolosk has now been built in eastern Russia and Meshek probably stands for the present Moscow. The mention of these two names is intended to show that at the time of the fulfillment of the prophecy the rule of Russia will have extended to Asia. So this prophecy constitutes for every just and sane person a powerful pointer from God Almighty to the fact that he regards Russia as having abandoned the path of rectitude and as being in the wrong and that he views with disfavor her pride and evil intentions. And this is the key point mm. in the prophecy of Ezekiel. It said that Gog, the chi- whose chief princes were Mesek and Tubal, in other words, communism, yeah. was against the people of Israel. Mm. Who are the people of Israel? The people of Israel represent in biblical literature um, the the chosen people of God. Mm. That doesn't mean literally the Jewish people. It means the people who have actually accepted God's messengers and prophets in the age of the fulfillment of that prophecy. Hmm. And what it means is, is that just as communism was an explicitly anti-religious philosophy, an explicitly aggressively atheist philosophy, hmm. which actually resulted in the, you know, the League of the Militant Atheists who burned down churches, killed a lot of Christians, etc., hmm. it refers to the fact that those who took upon themselves an antagonistic position of towards God, God says explicitly about Gog, I will deal with them. Yeah. It is God who will put maces to them. It is God who will, put, you know, who will pull back their, their horses and destroy their horsemen yeah. and all that. And when we look at how communism <laughs> fell, the beauty of this is, is that when we look about it, it's very violent language that God uses mm. against Gog. Mm. But what actually happened and how that violence actually manifested was the dissolution of the communist era without a single shot being fired. Mm. and that just shows you the power of god yeah that when god says i will destroy a nation or i will destroy a people or yeah. a system he dismantled it from within yeah he permitted its uh, flaws which were inherent to it yeah. to become manifest and operational in, uh, But
0: in, in a shocking way which people people didn't predict i mean it uh, was people a didn't f- predict the week before it happened they didn't predict it's <laughs> happening it's
1: like oh it's happened oh oh that's it that's the end of communism <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it ussr Finished. is done yeah the ussr is done so, so, I mean, that is how God took care of Gog. Yeah. But the thing about Magog, well, which is capitalism, mm-hmm. okay, is God says, I will send a fire upon it. Yeah. Okay. So people don't understand um, in actual fact what Gog and Magog are. And if we go forward a little bit, just go forward. Um, I'll tell you when to stop. Go to the next one, next one, n- next one. That's it. So this is another statement of the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, on the nature of Gog and Magog. Hmm. Uh, Why don't you read it for us? Well, he
0: says um, that, I have also proved that it is essential for the promised Messiah to appear at the time of Gog and Magog, since Ajij, from which the words Gog and Magog, Ya'juj and Ma'juj, are derived means fire. God Almighty has disclosed to me that Gog and Magog are a people who are greater experts in the use of fire than any other people. Their very names indicate that their ships, trains, and machines will be run by fire. They will fight their battles with fire. They will excel all other people in harnessing fire to their service. This is why they will be called Gog and Magog. These are the people of the West as they are unique in their expertise in the use of fire. In Jewish scriptures too, it was the people of Europe who were described as Gog and Magog. Even the name of Moscow, which is the ancient capital of Russia, is mentioned. Thus it was preordained, and it became the capital again, Thus, it was preordained that the promised Messiah would appear in the time of Gog and Magog. Mm. So, what he's talking about here is that these are two European peoples, essentially, mm. which is what we see today with the with the capitalist bloc and the the recently demised communist bloc. They're essentially European peoples who are spread out across the world in North America mm. and created two separate blocs blocks that were
1: that came to dominate the entire world. Came,
0: dominated the entire world had huge waves of uh, colonialism and invasions, um, and were similar in many respects you know to to someone in let's say africa they probably seem similar in some respects in terms of the civilizations they are you know both advanced civilizations that make great use of of firepower but they said they set themselves against each other yes. they are two
1: opposing blocks yeah um of communism and of, capitalism of
0: communism and capitalism and as you said god took care of the of the communist, communist one and it's very interesting that prophecy where it talks about and i'll let the birds you know peck at you and and you'll be torn apart afterwards. And
1: you'll leave only the sixth part of you. In other words, yeah. your economy, your resources will be diminished to a sixth of what they were previously.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know, unfortunately, you know, what happened in the nineties in in the USSR, in the ex-USSR, in Russia, was that they were devoured by yeah. beasts. Yeah. You know, beastly people came upon them, and they yes. they took all of their resources, and they totally, you know, the reason why Putin is actually so popular today, you know, in in people Russia, don't realize people in don't in realize is because the nineties were so horrendous and it has improved since then. So yes. whatever their misgivings about Putin, they always look back and say, well, at least it's not the 90s. Yes. You know, at least we've come out of that. He brought us
1: out of that through his yeah. sound economic policies.
0: Yeah, well, he's basically, I mean, or well, somewhat sound, I mean, they he's ultimately entered into, essentially, the capitalist, or, or just a rival yeah. capitalist nation now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the the prophecy talks about a fire coming upon Magog.
1: Um, and that doesn't just refer to the West; it actually refers to the entire system. Yeah, the entire because, system of which it's now Russia Gog has and joined. Magog. What that comes out of this is Gog and Magog um, aren't Russia and America hmm. in the explicit geographical sense of it all. They actually refer to the systems, communism and capitalism, hmm. um, especially when you consider that God says, "I will take care of Gog." Yeah, right. And that Gog was is going to be anti-religious. You know, Russia today is not anti-religious. Hmm. You know, Russia in many ways is more religious than you find in the it West. Is, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's referring to the systems yeah. uh, that were in place and ultimately the system that will predominate after the fall of well communism has fallen, after the fall of capitalism eventually. Yeah. The third system which will predominate which is will be a just system which will um implement the economic and the societal and the cultural uh, principles of Islam. Yeah. And that is an actual fact why the promised messiah the founder of the Ahmadi Muslim community came. Mm. Uh at, when he did in particular he refers to the time. Yes. Yeah, so and he the, came from 1830 he was born 1835 died yeah, 1908. Yeah, absolutely. So communism has been dealt with the Gog in many ways is well Gog is finished. Yeah. If you interpret it like that. Yeah. And it's Magog upon whom a fire will be sent. Yeah. And it is this fire which the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has warned of, and which his caliphs have warned of, and which the current caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has warned of extensively, and we've just made a video on that in fact, hmm. um, you know, showing the prophecy, the, the predictions and the warnings he's been making for the last 10 to 15 years Yeah, uh, that that the world civilization is heading towards a world war.
0: So, uh, what's kind of, what
1: does is Islam and what does the Prophet say, what happens
0: next, after the system's demise? So just to be clear, we have the Communist system Gog, which has been largely folded, which has folded, and Russia has essentially entered, in some respects, into Magog. Yeah, you know, um, or you can say the remnants of Gog exist, and mm. Magog is still very powerful with the with the capitalist proper block Yes, um, but after the prophecies talk about both systems' demise, then what is next?
1: Well, what is sadly next is the end of Magog. Yeah, um, and as the prophecy states, Magog will have a fire sent upon it. Right, but what's after that? What's, what did the prophecies talk about there? Well, the the prophecies, especially in the um, hadith of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, he states that um, that uh, the followers of the second coming of Jesus should ascend the mountain and pray. Mm-hmm. They should withdraw themselves from conflict um, and focus on prayers and focus on uh, uh, turning to God, mm-hmm. and that God would melt Gog and Magog uh, as salt is dissolved in water, mm. um, and that uh, ultimately, when they when this is over. Yeah. Then God will establish a, a period of stability, peace and justice, which will reign throughout the world through the implementation of just policies. Um, yeah.
0: If you look in the um, in the hadith, in the, in the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said that there is no people to whom who have not been warned about the Dajjal, which means the Antichrist, you know, the yeah. great deceiver of the latter days. Yeah, it
1: literally means the great liar,
0: the great liar of the, of the latter days. And yet in the Quran, it never mentions the Dajjal.
1: Mm. So
0: the Prophet spoke about this founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. and said, how can this be? It's because ultimately they are the same people that is warned about in Gog and Magog. Mm. But he said that Gog and Magog refers to its civilizational and military capacities. Yes. But Dajjal refers to its religious and cultural aspects. Mm. So they would be people who uh, worship either false gods or are atheists mm. um, in their religious and cultural aspects and have many pernicious uh, currents. But in their military aspects, they'll be known as Gog and Magog. The civilization of fire. Yeah. So um, this is how these two things come together. The civilization of fire is the... Manifestation um, of the, the Dajjal. Of the, the Dajjal. Uh, and ultimately, this is why he came, the Ghulam Ahmad, to, um, to, to speak out against and to fight against in a, in a spiritual war. Yes. Uh, one in which we're not taking arms against uh, anyone, but which we try and counsel people with words and ultimately use the, the tool or the weapon of prayer yes to try and change things and ultimately to reform ourselves yes and also to try and reform those around us
1: yes absolutely
0: i was also just thinking as well which is that you know ultimately all these prophecies all prophecies are prophecies of warning essentially yeah you know if you go down this path this is the natural consequence of them but all prophecies can be um turned back you can mm. they are there so that you take heed of them and you yes. don't go down them mm. and who was the famous prophet who who uh who, who learned that as well, well. It was the prophet jonah yeah
1: you know so made the warning, uh, thought it was definitely going to be fulfilled against his people, and, and realized that God effectively taught him a lesson for want of a better word, that you know, God's mercy is more encompassing than your conception of God's mercy, ultimately.
0: And this is something which is, I mean, this is the whole point of uh, of why the caliph has gone around, you know, warning of these things and why these things are in scriptures. Ultimately, so people can turn back yeah, so that these prophecies don't have to apply to them mm. so that people actually turn to God yeah. and they repent and they change their behavior. Because if they change their behavior, then why would God visit these punishments upon yeah, people? There's no, yeah, God doesn't you know, want to at the end this, of the day. These, these consequences are not uh, inherent no matter what happens. If you change your behavior, mm. you can always avert these kinds of things. Mm. Um, But if they don't, then these things are inevitable.